Well, the NFL offseason is finally starting to wind down as we transition into the summer, and it changed the NFL hierarchy plenty. This is the this is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power Radiate and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros and Justin Tucker. We apologize that we never got an episode out on Friday. Uh, as we were recording on Sunday, we had a very busy schedule these, this past weekend as a couple of us actually graduated from college. So Tuck and I have graduated from Dean College. So congrats, Tuck. Congrats. Can't believe it, man. Mm-hmm. Man, that these those four years went by so fast. Yes, they did. Yeah. I just remember, I remember yesterday when me and you first met. Quite I know, man. Quite the story. Yep, and then room together at at uh, at Dean Hall for a semester. Right. Quite a semester that was, I will say. Um, but we have a show to get to, and we it is a great one. What is the? That was a train. Was it? Oh, was that in in yours? Yeah. Sometimes right. it goes by. It's whatever. All right. Well, I forgive it. I forgive it. It's okay. We have a great show planned for you guys tonight. We are going to talk about some of the best in the AFC and the NFC as the offseason winds down. And we're going to talk about some player, some teams who probably won't be there, who were, who were last year as playoff teams or just being competitive, or teams who and teams who will surprise you as well. So the teams who, you know, weren't who were kind of bottom of the barrel last year, but will turn a corner this season. Maybe, maybe they don't make the playoffs, but they show some promise. Show a turning of the organization, <clears throat> Texans. Uh, so we're going to start off with the best of the AFC. And right out of the gates here, just because the team, the last team that started off, uh, that, won the, that won the conference, kind of lost some pieces. I have the Bengals. I think the Bengals top the list of teams at the t- at the top of the conference. They the biggest thing that they managed to improve on. This is the most important thing. It sunk them this past off season, uh, this past postseason. Otherwise, they might we might be talking about them as Super Bowl champions. This Bengals team managed to improve their offensive line depth. So they brought in Orlando Brown. They still have Lyle Collins and uh, Jonah Williams. So Lyle Collins is hurt right now. So Jonah Williams will be right tackle. Lyle, uh, uh, Orlando Brown will be left. And they have the interior figured out as well. They brought in Cody, Cody Ford to play in the, uh, in the interior too. So that is the biggest thing that they improved on that makes me think this team is going to win the Super Bowl. And also, they did lose their, they did lose their, uh, both their starting safeties, but they replaced them both. You slide in Dax Hill to replace Jesse Bates, and you have Nick, Nick Scott to replace Von Bell. Problem solved. Now, their secondary past that hasn't gotten much better, but they didn't need it last year. And they brought in some pieces for, uh, for the pass rush as well. So that, that defensive line improved. All-around improvement for them. So that's a team, that's a team that I have coming out. Um, following, following with that. Boo. They stink. Boo. Spoken like a true Ravens fan. You sound like a Ravens fan who's bothered by the truth. 
There's no truth. So just a Ravens fan. I, I want to face them week one just to make sure that we're clear on who's the better team here. I just want to make that clear. I want to know why you think they're the better team because it just about in every other way, the Bengals are just better. We I mean, the, the, the Ravens have a better defense. I'll say that much. That's obvious. But offensive line, that has to go to the better. Ravens. Better. Well, that has to go to the Bengals. I'm sorry. The, no, 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 Explain to me how, how it's better. I, I'd like to hear it. Because they have more depth and more talent. No, I'm talking to Justin. Explain to me oh, like how the yeah. Ravens line is better. I, no, thought, I, thought you were, I thought you were arguing with me. No, no. They have no pro left tackle. Yeah, who only plays six games a year. He's healthy. And not to mention you lost Ben Powers as well. I don't care about that. We have a fill-in. We always uh, have a Who's your fill-in exactly? I can't name him off the top. You don't even know your fillin's name, and yet you're so confident he's going to be good. I still believe my line can go against the Bengals and be better. I look at the tackles. I'm like, right tackle, Jonah Hill, turnstile. My right tackle is at least will put up a defensive or at least give me a chance here. Can I give you one more? Another team. All right, go. I have the Jaguars. This is a team that could be a top three seed. And they were they were four last year because they won the division. So by default, they they were um and they probably will this year. But on top of that, they brought they brought in um they have they have Calvin Ridley, who is going to help. That's their wide receiver one when they already had one who they just pulled out of their asses. I'm whose name is escaping me. Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. Mm-hmm. That boy can play. It, like. Honestly, they also improved their offensive line. You know, they so they lost Jawan Taylor, and in the first round they addressed that position again. Now, do it's not it's he's not as good, but they it's the depth that is the problem. That's what worries me um, with these teams because you could have all of your ducks in a row and they all get hurt right before the postseason, and then you're sol. Out of luck. Mm-hmm. So they were able to improve on that. And Trevor Lawrence continues to show that he is a rising star in this league. Um, in a, Within a couple of years, we're going to be thinking of him as one of the top three quarterbacks. We'll be able to mention him in the same breath as Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen. And you can, you can quote me on that. And just because of that and the surrounding situation around him, that team has really improved. And um, I have I have them being a top three seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, I agree. And w- when you look at, like, some of their additions, right, about how uh, they're solidifying their offensive line, you know, Cam Robinson's going to be out for a while, but you get Anton Harrison – and in a in a really interesting defense, you know, anchored by uh, the other Josh Allen, and that that's all well and good, but it's 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 Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence is living up to that first overall pick billing. He's the engine that makes that team go, and he's got weapons galore to play with. You know, like Ridley and uh, Kirk, and you know, running back Travis Etienne and tight end Evan Ingram. I'm. Who's the other guy who is on that offense? There's a wide receiver where that whose name is also escaping me. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Brain is I, brain is not working today. Yeah, no, no, I know who you're talking about. The, the name's escaping me too. 
Yeah, but I if you guys are listening, you probably know who he is. Yeah. Um, Evan Ingram, that's another guy who they have. They he has weapons galore. They they have an offensive line which is important. That's that's very important for a rising uh, rising star quarterback. Joe Burrow never had that. He never had that until like halfway through last year <laughs> when it started to gel. And then it got taken away from him because they all got hurt. Mm-hmm. But um, another team I want to point out, and you guys can throw some names out too. The Bills are an obvious one, but I want to mm-hmm. bring up the New York Jets because that is a team that I've been praising a lot this offseason. I do believe they did have a bad draft. There's no way, there's no two ways about it. But I think their offensive line is not bad enough so that it'll it it'll ruin their plans. It could if they all get hurt again, but they have pieces that actually can help. They have Dwayne Brown, Mekhi Becton has the upside to do it, and he does need to stay healthy, but he will be healthy going into the season. But they have pieces. Mm -hmm. They do have those pieces, and they took a center in on day two. So they, they, they have the pieces to make it work. I don't think much needs to be said about that defense. It's ferocious. I think that op- that offense has looked better this offseason. They have the number one in Wilson. And they also have all the secondary options in Corey Davis, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb now. So they have the pieces. And McCole Hardman, Jesus. This, off- this offense is pretty good. And they, we know what Aaron Rodgers can do, assuming that he is the same, the, he can play on the same level given his age. But this is a team, this is a team that that has the potential to contend with anybody, not just in the AFC, but in all of football. I mean, I hear you, but I don't know. There's just some, but I mean, I know they got Rodgers, but there's something about the Jets that just doesn't seem real to me. I can't put my finger on it, but I feel like part of it's Rodgers. I mean, will he transform them? Oh, absolutely. But I I also feel that this is a temporary fix. I just want to look a few years down the road. Because let's face it, in like like three years, he's probably going to be gone. And I I don't know how many good years he has left. Mm -hmm. You have to remember, he took a very noticeable step back in Green Bay. No? And... What do you mean? No. All right. You know, whatever. I'm not going to debate you on this because I frankly just don't care. Statistically, so, statistically, he he took a step back, but that's because he lost all his weapons. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but it's just, I, I I don't know. It's just, I'm not really a big fan of actually the core that he has around him. I like Brees Hall and I like Garrett Williams. Never Garrett been a Wilson. big. Uh, yeah, that's right. I keep thinking of the corner from Syracuse that got drafted. Yeah, Garrett Wilson. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of Alan Lazar, not a fan of Randall Cobb. I don't know how much Miko Harmon's going to help, and I don't know who their tight end is. They have Corey Davis. Yeah, but I just I, – I don't know. I feel like if, if Garrett Wilson's getting locked up, which could happen because, you know, there's the sophomore slump, which I don't know. I know that's more anecdotal, but but you love that kind of stuff. But it's just like I, I don't know if he's getting locked up, then who's going to come out and make the big play? Also, the team as a whole, I think, is just too young. They need a lot more experience, you know, if, if they want to like go anywhere. And you know, we we 
I mean, but it's true, the whole young thing. It really is. Because remember, Cincy, very young team, and they lost to a more experienced team in the Rams. Just saying. All right. You guys, throw out a name. Ravens. All right. Of course. All right. Let's let's entertain this one. Because I think they are they I think they are a playoff team. Oh yeah. I, I do think the Bengals I do think the Ravens should be a playoff team. They've improved from last year, which is important, which is a big thing for them. Because I can't name a year where they have actually improved, just stayed the same for the last three years on paper. Assuming that Lamar Jackson stays healthy. Mm-hmm. And they big did if. they did get Zay Flowers. And they haven't had a wide receiver one in a long time. We thought they had it in Marquise Brown. He's a solid player, and he's a low-end wide receiver one at best, but he just didn't work here, not to the extent that they wanted him to. And Zay Flowers could fill that role. And on top of that, they brought in Odell Beckham Jr. They have Rashad Baton, Devin Duvernay. Let's not forget about Mark Andrews, the tight end. And their their defense is as good as it's ever been. And their offensive line when healthy, granted, is pretty good. So, yeah, I think they'll be a playoff team. But can they stay healthy? Can they win in moments where it matters most? That's going to be the biggest question for this Ravens team because it's it has been uh, something, to, something to improve on in years past. But uh, they will have their work cut out for them with this division. The Bengals are going to be right there. They're going to the postseason, whether you like it or not, Tuck. And yeah, not winning the North this year. All right, well, that's an argument to be had. I still I still think the Bengals are taking that division, probably by a mile. <laughs> no. Probably. No. Yes. They didn't take it by a mile last year, and they're not taking it by a mile this year. They'll, well, yeah, because the Bengals' offensive line fell apart. All I'm hearing is excuses. That's all I'm hearing for the Bengals. Yeah, at, yeah and you're going to give us more excuses when the Ravens' offensive line falls apart and when Ronnie Stanley gets hurt again, I, I, leading I, to Lamar I, getting hurt I, I again. You come up short. I tell you, my team comes up short. But I keep hearing things about these Bengals. I just, I just want to keep the same energy come come September, October, November. Okay. Well, one made the conference championship, and the other was one and done. So, who's really making the excuses here? That game was. Let's not even. Let's not even, because we'll be here forever talking about that. All right. Let's address the elephant in the room, which is the Kansas City Chiefs, who we have not mentioned yet. And are defending Super Bowl champions, by the way, which is a pretty significant thing. Listen, the reason I, if they were <laughs> able to replace their production at wide receiver, just to an extent, we would still have them being mentioned in the same breath. And I understand Patrick Mahomes did what he did with the little that they did have at wide receiver. But at some point, you have to, you need something. Okay, you need something there. And they just don't. Which, like, you need you need at least something. Juju Smith-Schuster, as much as he's not a wide receiver one, he is still proven he's a productive receiver in this league. And uh, what's his name? McCole Hardman was a very, very good player in his own right as well. Um, and Kadarius Toney, who's still on the team, he can't stay healthy. That's the best wide receiver they got on their roster. And God forbid, as CJ alluded to when we were talking off the off camera, God forbid Travis Kelsey goes down, then they're really screwed. So, like this off this offense, Patrick Mahomes might be able to get them to the playoffs. They might they might win the division, 
But how much further can they go than that? Yeah, I mean, Mahomes is obviously a very special talent, and I feel like he can carry his team to the playoffs. But, and look, I know I shouldn't discredit Mahomes' magic or whatever, but if they're in a high-scoring shootout and Kelsey's having an off game, I'm not entirely sure they're going to make it. Like I don't trust their defense either. Even Brady couldn't play with this less. The, his whole more with less thing, even Brady couldn't do this. Like he he has had years where he's been able to drag teams to the pl- to the Super Bowl when they had no ch- when they had no business being there 2011 to uh the AFC Championship in 2013 when they had no business being there. Oh, but this is worse than ever and anything that he's had. This is worse than that. So what you're and, telling me is 12 and 5 and still second in the AFC. That's what you're telling me. This is worse than that, though. That's what I'm saying. This is worse. Also, their division got a lot tougher. Even their division though. got they much tougher. Save for the Chargers, maybe. I think they're still they're still coming out of they're still coming out of the West. Yeah. The the AFC West. Uh, that's I'm not arguing that. They just they have good they have competent coaching, a winning culture established there. And a badass quarterback, but you need something there at the wide receiver position. You need something. Every every Super Bowl winning quarterback has had at least something there to work with, but Rodgers doesn't have anything. And if Travis Kelsey gets hurt, who is he going to? Who's he going to? Sky Moore. All right, now we're just getting silly here. Do we have any other picks? Because we do need to we, – we are up against the clock on this segment. No, nah, not particularly. Not to be the top three in the AFC. All right. Well, we go from one to – we go from one conference to another. This is going to be the NFC, the best of the best from that conference. The number one is going to surprise you. That's next. This is the Fumble Ruski Podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power Radiate and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker. So we covered the AFC and the new hierarchy that is that conference. Now we're going to the other one, which is the NFC. And kind of very similar to last year, it's a very it's very one-sided between these two conferences. But that doesn't mean there is any less talent uh, over there. And I'm going to lead off with my number one team. And we've been very high on this on this team all season, uh, all off season long. And even through the through the uh, through the uh, last season as well. The Detroit Lions, I think, are going to take the number one seed. And the more I think about it, the more I convince myself. 
I know they didn't have the best of drafts. They did not they did not address their needs. And I wouldn't even call them needs because they actually they were set pretty much everywhere else they were. But I mean, and I didn't agree with their picks that they made, but Jameer Gibbs, him being a reach, he is going to help their team. Yeah. That that running game is going to be really good. So DeAndre Swift is out the door, but they they upgraded with uh, Jameer Gibbs. They'll, they'll be healthier there as well. Uh, they also have David Montgomery, who I've always been high on. He's been held back by that Bears offensive line for years, and now he's playing behind one of the best. So then you so obviously best offensive line, a very a vastly improved defense, and then you got Jared Goff, and I know they're going to be playing without Jamison Williams, who I was very high on going into this year, but they still have Amon Ross St. Brown. So I really like this team going into next year, and I think they're going to be the number one. They're going to take the number one seed. You go from. Uh, barely winning any games two years ago, barely missed the playoffs this year. Now this is your year. Lions, baby. It's a yeah. little rich for my blood, but I can see them being a top three seed. Yeah, so the thing is, I, I really believe that the Lions are going to take their division because the Packers, unless Jordan Love becomes another Aaron Rodgers, which I don't think he will, I'm not seeing it. The Vikings, the Vi- I'm sorry, but the Vikings are one Justin Jefferson shy of being a bottom 10 team. And Dalvin Cook, too. If you take away those two guys, I'm sorry, but, but they're, they're, they're tanking. And, and then there's Chicago, who improved, but I don't see them being as good as Chicago. I mean, as good as Detroit. And the thing is with Detroit, Adam mentioned him, Jared Goff. Jared Goff is a lot better than people give him credit for. He had a 65% completion percentage and over 4,400 yards, 29 touchdowns, and seven picks. And a lot of people thought the Lions should have gone quarterback in this draft, at least in the first round, and I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't. They didn't make the best picks, but they are well, they, they didn't make the best picks relative to where the players should have been drafted and based on what their needs were. I still think Jack Campbell at linebacker is going to be pretty good. They mm-hmm. did kind of need the linebacker position, but he was a bit of a reach. And same with Jameer Gibbs. Who mm-hmm. saw him going top 15? I did not. I didn't see it coming. Wasn't on my bingo card. <laughs> so, the, like, it's, but there's still, these are two players who are still going to help their club. And that is what is most important. Whether or not, whether they were, whether they were reaches or not. And, um, after, I mean, after these lot, these, <coughs> excuse me, after these lions, this is how bad the, the NFC is. I have to go Cowboys, Eagles, end of list. After that, no, no, their, their quarterback p- position is way too dire. Now Brock Purdy. It is not looking good for Brock Purdy. He may not even come back this year. No, I don't and think he is. He's getting, to use a baseball term, he's getting Tommy John, right? He got a UCL tear in his elbow? Yeah. It, yeah they, he's not coming back. They straight up said that he he doesn't know if he's going to play in, in 2023. So that is, that is eye-opening right there because hey. it was already bad before. 
now it's now your third string quarterback is hurt. And now they're Trey Lance. I guess they're third overall pick Trey Lance from 2021. Let's see what he can do. I'm not saying he'll be perfect, but let's see what he's got. He's our third overall pick. If he does if he performs well, he's the franchise. If he doesn't, we'll just wait for Brock to come back. I mean, they have no choice at this point. They let Garoppolo walk. Brock Purdy is physically unable to throw. So you you literally have no choice but to tr- but to give the quarterback a chance who you just may have had on the trade trade block like 2 days ago. They have another choice, but I hate that choice with a passion. Who they could call it, they could call it one more individual and say it's his last hurrah. Oh no. Colin Kaepernick? No. The Who big is it, man? Tom Brady. They could call no. him. Oh no. He's done. Look, as long no. as long as we as long as we all agree that it'd be a bad idea. They better it not could happen. But as it's, long as we agree it's a bad idea. It's amazing how the how how the how the turntables, man. Usually, I'm the one who's bringing up coming out of retirement. He's going to go to this team. He's going to win a Super Bowl, and you're saying no. Now you're bringing up, and I'm saying this. That's a stupid idea. I'm just saying. I never said it was a good idea. I'm just saying it could happen because he hasn't signed his ten year deal yet with Fox yet. But still, end of list. Cowboys, Eagles. You could flip those two. I'm not high. I'm not too high on the Eagles going into this year. I know they've made a lot of improvements. We'll talk about it next segment. And that's actually a good that's actually a good transition into this next segment, which is who is going to fall off this year? Who was very good, made the playoffs, made a deep run, and won't uh they won't repeat it this year. That's next. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker. So we covered the best from each conference. Now we're going to talk about who's going to disappoint this year. Who was good last year, but won't quite uh, stack up to where they were this year. So at the top of the list, I have the Vikings. The Vikings... That's just a team. It, they they won 13 games last year, but it was such a fraudulent 13. Like, yeah, they did it. Yeah. But I they were ousted. And I honestly, they showed their true colors in the postseason. Uh, being one and done by the Giants, who barely eked out a postseason berth in their own rights. That's a team. Uh, they have some of the best playmakers on offense 
in the league in Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. When he's and when Cook is done, you have Alex Madison. But I just don't believe in Kirk Cousins enough. And also that offensive line is not help doing him any favors either. I'm about to say it's the line that's killing Kirk, not Kirk himself killing the Vikings. <laughs> it's both. They couldn't stop Dexter Lawrence in that playoff game. Oh my God. Also, another thing like just with the Vikings is that through free agency and through the draft, except for like the first round, they got Addison. I wouldn't say they even improved. And to touch on Adam's point, the Vikings were horrifically fraudulent. In fact, weren't they like the first team in NFL history to get over 13 games and have a negative point differential? Yep. Yeah, it's just... I mean, they were called, and here's the thing. The Vikings never really had a, con, now look, there's an old saying, a win is a win is a win. But I've learned that not all wins are created equal. There's a difference between a win and a convincing win. The Vikings did, I don't really remember them having a true convincing win game. That game was like, huh? They had a couple. Yeah, they had a couple. They had some good wins. They, they yeah, had one yeah, of they the did, but more of their games were like down-to-the-wire nail-biters that were like a, a coin flip could have gone like either way, basically. I mean, they had a few games where they where they actually looked good, but when they actually had to play good teams, like I said, these were like down-to-the-wire. Like they, I mean, it was very obvious that they were just playing over their heads. Hey, they really showed out week 18 against uh what what were they? The uh the Packers. <laughs> they did great against them, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, the Vikings I just don't think are going to be there again. Um on defense, they don't they don't they still don't I mean I think they got worse, didn't they? And some of their pieces aren't getting any younger. So I just oh, it, it just doesn't work for them. Um, another team, uh, we mentioned this earlier on because Tuck tried to bring them up in the NFC. 49ers. They, ha- they have talent everywhere else, but that quarterback position, why is it that every quarterback under Kyle Shanahan has gotten hurt? They're always getting hurt. Like they all the time, enough to protect them. Well, they, he has one of the best offensive lines in football. It just, it's just a series of unfortunate events. You know, I have a question because I don't know this, but do they still have the, the same strength and conditioning <sighs> coach? Because I've noticed what's kept the Niners from reaching their peak these past few seasons is just injuries. Every year, the injury bug ravages them. So I have to ask, like, I mean, I maybe maybe you can't pin it on one guy, but ha- have they fired a strength and conditioning coach? Because no. because if they haven't, I think it's time you find someone else. I mean, yeah, it might be the training staff. Um, all right, here's one that I will explain to you. Here's why I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles are not going are are going to be as good as they were last oh, year. Oh, brother. In fact, you could they may not even make the playoffs. Oh no, no, okay. See, I was with you until then, but continue. Yeah. I said may. I said they may. That shouldn't oh, even be about boo suckage. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. All right. Listen, this team, their their running game has gotten worse. 
No more Miles Sanders. They did bring in uh, Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift. But DeAndre Swift gets hurt all the time. And uh, so does Rashad Penny. And you, you have a dual-threat quarterback in Jalen Hurts, but dual-threat quarterbacks get hurt all the time. In fact, it's almost always after their breakout season. So you have an injury-prone team in your running game, which is what you relied on last year. So, yes, their defense is still going to be very effective because they did a great job at, uh, at replacing the guys who they lost. Good job there. Yeah. Their, uh, their receiving core is the same as it was last year. Mm-hmm. They really won games was in, their, was in their rushing game. And that's not the same this year. It's not going to be the same which means that this team is going to be knocked down a few pegs. And on top of that, it is not an analytical argument, but you have to point it out. They lost the Super Bowl. And teams who lose the Super Bowl, no matter if you have your ducks in a row or not, they always are never the same. There is something wrong with those teams. There is something mental that happens when you lose a Super Bowl and go on to the next year, even if you improve your even if you improve them. Listen, I don't know what happened with the 2014 Seahawks. Well, I do because they, they didn't run the ball. But they traded for Jimmy Graham, and it looked like they got better. And then they went into that season. They barely eked, it in, in, eked into the playoffs, and they didn't even – they it took, a, it took a, a botched field goal, a chip shot field goal yeah. from the Vikings to actually make a, win a playoff game. And then they, were, then they got destroyed by the Falcons. In the in the following round, that was next year. That was next year. It yeah, was I was gonna say the Falcons didn't make the playoffs that year, and they lost close against the Panthers. No, the <coughs> excuse me. So it was 2014. The the Seahawks lost the Super Bowl. Yes. The follow yeah. So the Falcons didn't make the playoffs. They lost to somebody. They the lost Panthers. to somebody that year. Was it the Panthers? Yeah, 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 I think yeah, you're right. It was the Panthers. So I, I ha- it was a little off there. Set point stands. Yeah. The teams who lose the Super Bowl doesn't matter if you improve your roster or not. They there's always there's something wrong with them. They always are never the same. And also, in some areas, they did get a lot worse. And I didn't even mention the offensive line that looks worse too, because they never replaced their tackle. Guard Sam Malo. but yeah, I same they thing. They never replaced their left tackle. I guess they're suitable with what they have as left tackle. No. Wait, wait, no, isn't their left tackle Mylotta though? Yeah, Big V. Yeah, and then their right tackle is Lane Johnson. Their tackles are fine. It's that they lost their right guard, Sam Isaac Samalo, to Pittsburgh. Yeah, they they lost the other one to uh, the te- the Titans though. Oh, Andre Dillard. Yeah, he was a backup, though. He didn't start over my Lada, and he didn't start over Johnson. Okay. Which is a shame. Because the, the other two, because their line last year from left to right was my Lada, Dickerson, Kelsey, Samalo, and Johnson. And they only lost Samalo. And Dillard, A, is always hurt. And B, well, he, he was like a backup. Yeah. Okay. But still, I just don't think this Eagles team is going to be the same. Something's going to go wrong with them. And they already don't have the same the same running game. Um, it's not going to be nearly as effective, which is going to be huge. It's not. It's going to be a noticeable dis- difference. And we're going to be like, oh, yeah, that was kind of what 
drove that team last year was their running game. I mean, like, yeah, that, that was, it wasn't AJ Brown who was, who did have a good year. It wasn't Devonte Smith. It was the running game that really set them apart from everyone else. And it's not the same this year. And that's going to show. So I think the Eagles are a team that will barely make the playoffs. I believe that's probably where I, I would, I would have them. We'll see. All right. Well, we're going to move on because we are up against the clock. Uh, So going from teams who are going to disappoint to teams who might be surprises, who will come out of nowhere and just have a very good season, teams who are bottom of the barrel, who are going to turn a corner for their franchise. That's next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power Radiate and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, Justin Tucker, CJ Medeiros. So, we have covered best teams from each conference. We have co- talked about who's going to be the biggest disappointments all after this offseason, which leaves us with the biggest surprises. Who's going to come out of nowhere? I have the Bears as my first team. That's Ooh. a team. And I wouldn't, it's hard to say nowhere. Because they did they did make some big strides. Their quarterback looked decent this past season. And they made huge improvements to their team this year. It helped having the number one having the number one pick because then they were able to trade back with it and get the number nine pick. They turned into Darnell Wright for their right tackle. And mm. they also uh and they also got DJ Moore out of it. So they got a wide receiver one out of it as well. Um and they also got two linebackers who are pretty damn good. So the Bears, that's a team that's going to come out of nowhere. And they could make a playoff push. I could see it, but I definitely think they will. Well, they they would have to get past the Lions. Uh, not necessarily. I could see them as a wild card team. I'm just not sure. Yeah. Yet. I definitely think they could be a wild card team because the NFC is so very weak and wide open and the Vikings and Packers have horrifically regressed. Big time. I mean, it is, it's bad, but I mean, you look around that bears team, where's the weakness? Like, where is that glaring hole where it's like, that's going to keep them from making the postseason? Probably defensive back. Like, their defense isn't perfect, and their secondary isn't great, but it's for the most part, it's kind of, it's fine. Well, and who, who's on their line exactly? Good. Like, who's their big sack getter? Because I thought they signed someone for agency, or I don't know. They got uh, 
So they got two linebackers who are really good. Yeah, they're more of them are pass rushers. But they're guys who will be able to stop the run. Um, I'm forgetting the guy who that who uh, they got a couple of guys uh, who were able to rack up sacks last year. Do they still um, have Robert Quinn? No, they traded him. No. Remember, they traded him to Philly. They him. But they still have they still have their off ball linebackers who can do exactly what Quinn did. So yeah, me, but they they struggled getting to the quarterback last year. And in fact, I think their sack leader was their rookie safety Jaquan Brisker, who had four. It was just a rough year for them getting sacks. Yeah, it was a tough year. Um, but I it's it was still. I know they got they got a lot of pieces during during the off season. And I'm trying to I'm trying to bring it up now. But they got Tremaine Edmonds mm-hmm. and TJ Edwards. Yeah. Yes. Who are going to be forces for them. Uh-huh. And so basically what it comes down to for them to get like sacks, it has to be covered sacks. So you're basically relying on your DBs, which I don't trust to do that all the time. Aside from like Eddie Jackson, he's pretty good, but he's hurt. So I mean, he's yeah. usually hurt. So I, I don't know. If he can stay healthy, it can work. But that's, that's a big if. Yeah, I'm I'm looking for their depth chart here because uh, I know I know they got some they uh we haven't covered the bears in quite a while because we, we kind of talked it to death, but um, they have. Yeah. Yeah. They got looking for. Looking Are you for looking at their depth chart or looking at their depth chart? I'm trying to find who they, um, just fire That's off Demar- like- Demarcus Walker, seven sacks last year, oh. which will oh. which will help them. Okay. Eh. So, but if he's the number one guy, I don't think that'll help because then he'll just get more double teams. Yeah. Yeah, but that'll open things up for other guys in there. So it's it's always good to add some talent on the defensive line. So their de- their defense still needs work. I'm not. I'm just saying glaring like. As in, this is going to stop them from getting to the playoffs. It's going to make them suck. This team's still going to be a pretty competitive, a pretty competitive roster, and their offensive their their offense as a as a whole has drastically improved. Their best wide mm. receiver was um, Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney. Yep. Now you have DJ Moore. Then you have Darnell Mooney, and you have Chase Claypool, and you have Cole Komet. And you have uh, you have the the other tight end who they got from Green Bay, Robert Tunyon, and uh, you have Deont- Deontay Foreman who you got from the Panthers. Just that's a team that's going to be very good this year. Um, also, I have I have the Giants, but that's kind of an obvious one. That's a team that we think can make a good splash. I'm going to bring up the Broncos. And yeah. the thing is, I could see it, but who would they take out of the AFC? <laughs> Probably the Chargers. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I would I think, think the Chargers. Chargers. Do you think 
Russell Wilson would outplay Justin Herbert the whole season. With this coach, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I think coaching will make a big difference, and we know what Russell Wilson is capable of. He had a down year, no two ways about it. But this roster is just too good for them to continue to be this bad. And they improved that offensive line, which is important because they also, you know, they, I mean, they they lost a lot of guys to injury. And And Russell Wilson was tied for the most sacked quarterback in all of football. Exactly. They fix up the O-line and they're getting guys like Judy and Javante Williams back from injury. Yeah. So all good things there and their coaching is much improved. That's the biggest improvement there. I mean, Sean Payton, an offensive-minded head coach as well, uh, he's going to help him big time. And also, Drew Brees, the guy who he, uh, who Sean Payton coached, he was also an undersized guy. That's what Russell Wilson is. So for him to be able to work with that, that's a, that's a good thing for the Broncos. So I think that's a team that will show a lot of improvement. Another team I have, I have a lot of them who, I, who can just turn things around. Now, this team is not going to lead the league in morality. But oh, the no. But the Cleveland Browns. They are they you have so Russell uh Deshaun Watson is shaking off the rust all uh granted. But the team around him is pretty damn good. And the defense is the defense has potential to be better than it has been. But you have Amari Cooper on top of it. You have other pieces for uh, wide receiver twos. And your offensive line is still pretty good. This is a team that sh- this is a team that should be able to contend and come out of nowhere to uh, make a playoff, uh, make a playoff berth. Because we kind of forgot about Deshaun Watson, how good he really is. Because he was rusty. And he also was, you know, suspended for 11 games and, uh, also was sidelined for the entire season last year mm-hmm. for reasons that we all are aware of. But the Browns are a team that could come out of nowhere and just surprise us all. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and one thing I want to point about the Browns is how a lot of their improvements came through the draft. You know, they snagged Tennessee receiver Cedric <laughs> Tillman. They grabbed the Baylor defensive tackle. I think it's called Siaki Ika. I think that's what his name is. And the Ohio State defensive tackle, Dewan Jones. All of them steals, and I think they can all step in and play right away. Cleveland's got to be like a good team that's getting younger. Yeah. Another team I have is the Texans. That's a team oh, that's yeah. going to improve. They may not make the playoffs, probably will not, because they don't still don't have enough at wide receiver. But they have their quarterback. They got their corner, cornerstone defender. And they have some pieces for him to throw to. And... He's going to have time to throw because that offensive line is actually very good for them. Mm-hmm. They got fixed up on the interior. They have their bookends. That offensive line is it. That's the most important factor for CJ Stroud. Uh, I think and, and they didn't mess up the pick and take Will Levis. <laughs> I think they'll be fine, but you may not necessarily see it in like, like wins or losses, but more so production. Also the Browns are third at best in our division. Yep. All right. Listen, I got to end the show tonight. Um, any other thoughts? No. I just think it's interesting. The guy giving us the hurry up motion, you know, says any other thoughts? I'm just, just trying to make out. 
I'm just trying to make it sound more, you know, more uh, natural. But that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays and Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week over and out.